Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. Alyssa and I are coming at you from the balmy, lovely city of Calgary today, where everything is melting. Melting. What's that song from the Disney song, Elsa? Oh, uh, oh, the fro- Frozen. Frozen. Let it melt. <laughs> Let it melt. Oh my God. I'm uh, sorry, you guys. We are already off the rails. We're now subjected to my crazy... But anyways, if people knew what went on behind the microphones in this whole thing we have going here, we should sell that because I think... I think we should do a day in the life of Alyssa and Dakota putting together podcast episodes. Because we've been doing this almost two years, almost three years. It'll be three years next month. I still feel like Zoolander. Every time we do this, there is something. Every time we have to ask ourselves, is it the machinery or is it us? No, it's us. And, and it's, it's always us. Always us. Yeah. Machinery works great. Anyways, Ooh. we are here today to talk to you guys about to-do lists. Yeah. And, and how setting up your day can sometimes feel completely soul-sucking and like you never get anything done. And if that's you, then we're here to help because some of us are to-do list makers, others are not. And some of us like to have structures, others don't. But either way, there are awesome ways to set up your day in a way that makes it less annoying and more productive. Yeah. But I, I am not a to-do list maker. I gave it up a few years ago because I think like a lot of people, I was just transferring the same things to the next day on the to-do list. And it's just like making me feel bad about myself. <laughs> on a daily basis it's like wasn't this the same thing that was here yesterday yes so dakota oh wise wisdom what are we doing incorrect in our to-do list making so i think by now in 2023 a lot of us have heard many a podcast and jargon on purpose and tying everything that you can in your life back to your why And honestly, there really is a lot to be said about tying the things that you're doing on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, a yearly basis back to purpose. Because when we don't have purpose in the things that we're doing, we oftentimes, it's been scientifically proven, we'll feel aimless and like we're not doing something that fills our cup. And if you guys have listened to the podcast in the past, you know that Alyssa and I are all about filling our cup, whether it's with great people things that give us spark joy in our lives and trying to create businesses that spark joy. So in my circle anyway, and even with myself, I find that the never ending to-do list Alyssa has referenced is something that is a significant issue in a lot of people's lives. Because not only does this giant to-do list have too much crap on it, it doesn't spark joy and it isn't tied back to purpose. So any single one of us are going to have 
a specific type of day. And it, it really depends on your dynamic, your situation, whether you're a parent, if you run a busy, a, a number of busy businesses, even if you're an employee working for somebody else, we all have ways that we like to set ourselves up for success or not. And we all have ways that we like to structure our day. So let's take Alyssa as an example. Alyssa, give us a rundown on how you structure your day on the average. Um, I think I've talked about this before too, but I am a big proponent of block booking time. So I sort of schedule my day where I will like, for example, Mondays, I will use that as an example. That's my administrative day. And that's where I like do my invoicing, um, set up emails, do any sort of proposals or pitches or any of that for prospective clients or do research, things like that. That's kind of my Monday and how I sort of figure out my day. And I only book meetings on like Tuesday, Wednesdays, like, like a full day of meetings. So it doesn't interfere with my other time. And, but to be perfectly honest, that Monday that is mine, like administrative for my business goes off the rails, not frequently, but enough that I'm behind on invoicing or I'm behind on my bookkeeping or I'm behind on like doing um, business development or whatever, because something else has come up that month and, or that day. And so that's why the to-do list, that's why I've struggled with to-do list because what I intended to do that day may not have happened. And so then I either feel bad for about myself that I let the day get away from me, or I get frustrated with the people who interrupted my day, whether that was clients or kids or whoever interrupts your day. And so I think for someone who is pretty structured in how they lay out their week and how they, they, um, plan their week. And like, like I've said, I like will book in gym time, lean in my calendar, blah, blah, blah. I still am not finding it effective. And so I think everyone's got tips on how to do it or how not to do it. But I find that the more I read or the more I go into whether it's podcasts or whatever on organization, I feel and maybe a lot of people feel the same way. I'm like, I don't think it's an organizational issue because I'm a fairly organized type A person. Mm-hmm. It's managing the whole world that exists outside of me and how they affect my to-do list or my day. Right. And your emotions. Yes. And your boundaries. Yeah. Okay. I love Alyssa's example because I think a lot of us fall into this same example, myself included. No matter how hard I try to be structured, organized, sit down on a Sunday morning and plan out my week, make sure Mondays are for me, make sure Fridays are for me so that I can catch up. Two things I find are happening in my own life. Number one, I'm being too hard on myself, putting too many expectations on myself. Number two, I'm letting work flow into my weekends. Yeah. Number three, I'm not feeling purpose or joy when I'm moving through these giant ass to-do lists and they are also making me feel like failure. So recently I decided to delve into how to fix this and it's a work in progress, but I've come up with some really great tools and tips that I think will serve our audience and Alyssa and myself. So step number one, if you haven't already, 
plan out days of the week as Alyssa has to do certain things and blocks of time to do certain things. So if you have a full day of meetings on a Tuesday, block an hour after your meetings to sort through your notes and get out the little deliverables that come out of those meetings. Mm. And no matter how tired you are, make sure you get it done that day. So step number one is routine. Make sure your routines are setting you up for success and make sure they are routines that spark joy and make you happy. So I know for myself, as somebody who's very type A, if I feel like a failure or I don't get something done or I wake up to a mess, whether it's dishes or a mess of work that I didn't take care of the night before because I was being lazy and giving myself excuses, I am invariably grumpy and unsatisfied. I know that when I push myself and finish the stuff that I need to, even if I um, end up like missing out on TV time or something, I know that I'm a happier person and I'm more satisfied. So step number one is routines. Some of the routines that I'm referring to could look like this. In the morning, if you are a list maker, sitting down with your coffee after you've done the other things that you need to do in your morning, whether it be a workout, hygiene practice, skincare practice, um, walking your dog, making sure that when you are doing your sort of beginning ritual of the day, so maybe a coffee, and after breakfast, I'm a big proponent of eating breakfast mindfully and not doing it while trying to get stuff done and and like just rushing through your meal. Mm -hmm. But sitting down and making a to-do list that is A, attainable for the day. So it doesn't include 40 tasks. It includes like three really big ones that you're going to do immediately. And then say maybe two to three other little ones that you're going to do to tie up the day. Look at your schedule for the day and what's on the docket. And Weave in those to-dos with the other things that you need to do, whether it's dropping your kids off, cooking dinner, so on and so forth. And plan the day in the morning with your morning routine rather than trying to figure it all out a week in advance. That's really interesting. And I've heard this this tip um, probably from another podcast I was listening to, but she's a mom and she also runs a business. And what she has done is she gets up 30 to 45 minutes before her family, like before the kids have to get up for school, because that's her time. And that's when she will have her coffee and her breakfast and plan the day so that that's her, her things to do are already ready to go before she has to get the kids up and off to school and all of that. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a good tip. And even like things as basic as I have found, because I am terrible with this, but I found that getting up and making my bed yes, is a huge like routine start the day. Like it sort of sets me up for the day and I'm not sort of feeling that like something's undone. Yes. And I do the same thing in the evening. It's like, I don't go to, I can't go to sleep if my kitchen's not or like done, like clean. Things are not in the sink. They're in the dishwasher or the dishwasher is running or whatever. Like I can't leave a messy kitchen. And those are the sort of two things, but those things help free my mind to tackle like business things or things to do that, like getting the kids to the dentist or whatever has to be done that day. You've been mindful to take care of yourself 
Yes. Like before your, like your day starts before everyone else's, if you know what I mean. And even those of us without kids, because I know you do this, Dakota, you will get, you, 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 you try, it doesn't always happen every day, but to get up before your day starts and to do some meditation and have your coffee and have a mindful breakfast and so that you're not sort of rolling out of bed and then having to be at the computer at 8.30, right? Or you're out of bed at quarter after eight, ready to go. You want the time to get your day going before you have to be in front of the computer. You bet. And as somebody who for years and years and years has had issues with sleep and has rolled out of bed at the top of the hour and rushed to my computer and two to three hours into work, my adrenals are in such overdrive that I am exhausted from stress, not even work, just stress and need an afternoon nap because I didn't have boundaries and prepare myself the night before, or I didn't do the things that I needed to, to take care of myself the night before. I.e., I had bedtime procrastination because I'm burnt out and therefore stayed up too late. Maybe had too many glasses of wine, which is going to affect your sleep was snacking late at night, which is going to affect your sleep was sitting on my phone for hours before bed in bed, which is going to affect your sleep. So you have to decide, are you going to change your routine for the better so that you can set yourself up for success the next day? Or are you just going to continue doing the things that you're doing that, you know, mess with your morning routine? But if you're already somebody who has a great morning routine, um, then you can look at sitting down and planning your day, however you like to do it. It doesn't have to be through a to-do list. It could just be, here are my intentions for the day, right? Or here are the things that I would really like to fill out my day, right? Um, And just kind of journaling about them, mentally noting them or writing them down. Um, That's step number one. So it's having boundaries around how much stuff you're doing in the day and making a mental note of how you'd like to fill out your day. Yeah, that's really interesting because I think <clears throat> traditionally when we're making a to-do, a to-do list, it's always just a, a list of tasks or actions or whatever. Like, yes. blah, blah. But if we look at the to-do list more as strategies or themes of things we want to do for our business or our job or our personal lives. Cause I think it, it, it will help people understand. And, or by the end of the day, you won't be looking at your list, like seeing what you've checked off or what you haven't checked off. You'll be able to look at your list to see how you participated in your day. Like, you know what I, I mean? Love that. Yeah. How did you participate in your day? Because I think a lot of times we feel that, we are not in control of our day. Yes. Whereas I think if you feel that you've controlled your day, even if it was chaotic, like, I, I mean, if I, I always feel bad. I, I feel awkward talking about like having kids and stuff. Cause it, people who don't have kids shouldn't talk about kids. But I always think like, if you know that you have to, so you're picking up your kids at let's three, three o'clock every day or whatever the day is, you know, or even if they're walking home and you know, they're going to come through the door at like three or three 30, you know that that part of whatever you're doing at that time of your job or whatever is done. Like yes. you have, they've infiltrated your world. Yes. So <laughs> your world. Um, so you sort of have to know, and I mean, it could be anything. It could be like 
you, your dog walker comes back with the dog at three o'clock, like whatever it is in your day that you know is going to be interrupted by something. Yes. Work that into your day. Yeah. So you know that any meeting has to be done by two 30 because your kids are going to be storming in the door and snacks and getting ready for after school and home, whatever and activities that your day working is now done until they go to bed. They go to bed. Yeah. So factor that in of whatever's going to um, infiltrate your day. So for example, I was at the dentist today and that was two hours out of my day. Yeah. So now that doesn't happen regularly, but you have to mount, you have to like give to, you need to factor time. that in. Yes. Right. So when you see things that are going to take your time out of a particular day, you have to sort of um, make sure that that's been addressed for that day. So I knew today that whatever would have happened this morning wasn't going to, because I wasn't going to be there to do it. So I wasn't scheduling anything before, after, or otherwise around that appointment. Um, or, and I knew that we were recording today. So therefore like I wasn't going to like double book myself for this afternoon. So therefore yesterday I had to look at today's calendar and be like, okay, so today is not going to run like it normally would. And I'm going to have to factor that in so that, um, I know, this morning, what I did was just got up a little bit earlier to yeah. do a little bit of stuff. And then I know that after dinner or after I'm done here, I'll have to do some other things. So factor those interruptions into your day. Yes. So don't block book your whole day of tasks, knowing full well that if your kid's homesick today, your day is not going to go how it's going to go. Like that's just life. But maybe make note of that in your calendar. So when you look back in two weeks as to why that day sort of went off the rails, it's like, Oh, my kid was homesick. That's right. Cause you're not going to remember that. You're just going to be like, why did I get anything done? Oh, right. And again, this practice doesn't have to take hours. No. If you wake up in the morning and your child is sick at some point throughout the day, you can take five minutes to intentionally set out your day, which brings me to point number two. Tying purpose and intention to every single activity on your list or um, mental note uh, notes about what you want to do for that day. If you're not a list maker, I'm going to just say list maker for the for the rest of this episode because it's an easy reference. But tying purpose and intention to the things that you do are going to help you feel better about checking things off your list and mentally and psychologically speaking, it's going to help you feed like your bottom line for purpose. So as an example, if you are recording a podcast, what's the purpose of that? Mm -hmm. You're helping to build your brand and you're, and you're working on your business. You're working on your podcast. If you're doing your invoicing, you're supporting yourself financially to get to the next level in your business. If you're going for a run, you're supporting your health. If you're taking care of your child, you're supporting your family. So tying a purpose and intention to each piece on your to-do list has been psychologically proven to support you in wanting to get that to-do list done. And when you don't have a mile-long to-do list and you're not putting that kind of pressure on yourself, you're going to enjoy your day a lot more. 
Now, you might be asking, well, Dakota, how the hell do I not have a mile long to-do list when I have a million things to do? Mm -hmm. This is where sitting down on a Sunday or a Monday for maybe a half an hour and mapping mapping out your week comes in. Keep in mind that stuff's going to come up throughout the week, no matter what. And you have to be flexible with your plans. But my recommendation is to sit down and understand what you want to accomplish that week, both in your work life, your personal life, and also making sure that you are taking at least 10 minutes a day, at least, if not an hour, to do something that is just for you. And if you can sit down and kind of just map that out, have it somewhere, it doesn't have to be in to-do list form. It could be in the form of a map on a whiteboard. It could be on the sticky note on your laptop or on your fridge. It could just be in your head. Just having a mental idea of what do I want to accomplish this week? There are some really fantastic notes, uh, notepads that I think I've referenced before on this podcast that you can get off of um, Amazon that are really fun little to-do list notepads. And they not only have slots for work and personal, but they also have areas to talk about what you're grateful for, um, your meal plan for the day, how many cups of water you drank. Um, and you can kind of track all that stuff and then look at it at the end of the day and be like, oh my God, like I accomplished so much and I really enjoyed doing that. And oh, that really filled my cup. And oh, I actually carved it a half an hour to also have coffee with a friend. And look at that. I'm so grateful for all of these things today. And as Alyssa mentioned, when you when you look back and kind of journal about this stuff or earmark it in some way, shape, or form, you're going to look back on your week or your month and even your year eventually. And rather than think to yourself, holy shit, it was January and now it's December. And I where the hell has my year gone? And have I actually enjoyed any of it? You can look back and think to yourself, okay, I did this, 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 and this, this year. I really enjoyed it. And it got me to here. Yeah, I think taking advantage or, and remembering the things I like the idea of I've never been a journaling person to be perfectly honest and I'm sure that's surprising to no one but <laughs> but I, I like the idea of in, ensuring that those milestones or that those key things are marked in some way so that you can look back uh, and you can um, sort of look at your week or your year and 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 see that you did accomplish because I think that's the other thing too in regards to lists and things like that is that we get caught up in everything that we didn't do that day instead of the things that we did. So yeah, if you took the, if you took 10 minutes to deep breath and like get away from your computer and go sit outside on your patio for 10 minutes in a day. And that was a big, that's something you don't normally do. I know some people have to schedule eating lunch because of various different reasons of eating disorders and things like that, that they will find that they will go through a whole day and not have eaten. Mm -hmm. And so if you had lunch today, good for you. Like, yes, if you had bre a proper breakfast today, good for you. High fives, mm -hmm. because all of those things we need to do for ourselves, like that, that are hard for us to do. If you did go for a run today or got outside to go for a quick 10 minute walk up and down your block, big high fives to you because all those things that we don't like doing or the things that you don't like doing in your day that you did do or that were hard for you that you did do seriously like celebrate those things. I don't care what it is. Um, but 
for me, it's maybe I did not order from Skip the Dishes today. Great. High fives. High fives. Um, like I made myself proper breakfast. I thought, cause I'm not a big breakfast person. So it, everything doesn't have to be work related either, or, um, making like making sure that you're, 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 um, marking those milestones of like my, my kid walked into kindergarten by himself for the first time instead of me having to go in with him or whatever. Right. Right. Because that's why I use, that's why I use my calendar in that way, because when you can mark all the sort of, not just not just the the meeting things that happened that in those days, but those sort of using it as a, as a journal marker um, that you can go back and look at your year and be like, Oh my God, that's when she wanted to tie her shoes. Or that's when I finished a 5k in under 30 minutes or whatever those things are. Those are your to-do lists. Yes. But that may not have gotten crossed off your to-do list in January but it finally got crossed off your to-do list in September. Right. And that's huge. And it's not even like even the word finally to like, I finally put so much pressure on ourselves. You know, like, oh, I finally got this done. But it's like, but you got it done. And honestly, better late than never is a huge theme, especially in today, just with how crazy the world is. And I really have, I think Alyssa's final point about giving yourself a pat on the back is huge. Give yourself a freaking pat on the back, even if your to-do list was two things. And a two-thing and a two thing to-do list, if that's all you could manage yeah. this week, is, is massive. And I think um, just giving us all, like, giving us all ourselves grace. And I think whatever I, whatever phrase I used earlier in this, epi- in this episode when I talked about not letting your day run you. Like, just don't feel like you're just participating in your day, like that you're owning it yeah. in whatever capacity. And so putting 20 things on a to-do list that day is probably not that helpful to you, both you mentally or physically. So put three things, start with that. What two things do you want to do today? Like you want to be excited that your kids are coming home at two 30. Um, or you want to make sure that you, yeah, like I said, went out for 10 minutes today to go for a walk or whatever. If that's, those are your two things and you did them. Kudos. Good for you. And with that, we will see you on another episode of Ladies Who Launch. Check out the new Ladies Who Launch newsletter dropping May 1st, 2023. It's going to be full of exciting perks and tips from yours truly and my co-host, Alyssa Berry, as well as exclusive invites and giveaways to local Calgary events. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.